Hey everyone, welcome back to the newest episode of the Social Studies Podcast. I have with us today Graham Hunter, Head of Growth Marketing at TradeCap here in San Francisco. Graham, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Graham and I, we go back a little bit. He's, he's in the marketing he's in the marketing and tech crowd in San Francisco. And not only is he a superstar marketer, but he teaches other people how to be superstar marketers over at Tradecraft. I try. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little, a little bit about Tradecraft and what you're up to nowadays, Graham? Sure, sure. Um, Tradecraft is a technology guild that helps people at inflection points in their careers. The main thing we're focusing on right now is sort of this practitioner level uh, person, someone who... Uh, you know, maybe they just graduated school and they're uh, really accomplished or maybe they've been sort of doing a lot of different things or, uh, and, and don't really have that tie into a, a solid story to get that next marketing gig. Or maybe they've been in display advertising for five years and they're like, where is this going? I don't want to buy, be buying banner ads forever. Um, but we help those people, you know, uh, learn the soft and hard skills to get great jobs at tech companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we think of us ourselves as a guild because it's sort of like a lifetime membership situation. Um, all the things that, that big organizations used to do uh, – we will start doing sort of like people don't want to train people anymore. So they're like, okay, let's we'll outsource that to third party organizations that train people like Tradecraft, right? Things like, um, you know, Oh, you at a large company, you might expect your mentor network, your mentors to come from within the organization. Mm -hmm. Now we're saying like people, as people shorten up their, their, uh, their stints at companies, Mm -hmm. like you stay a year, you stay two years maybe. And that's fine. Um, you're, mentors will largely come from outside or these organizations and so we help provide people with these like mentor networks career development professional development personal development like life coaching kind of um things like that as well as the hard skills that you need to get sort of your next marketing job you know i can't emphasize how important this is because i've seen the curriculum i've been by the offices and tradecraft and, and graham they're making better marketers for the world and I, I think uh, everyone, you know, puts their stamp on the world in a certain way by making better marketers. And that's a great start. Now, Graham, you also have a bit of an entrepreneurial success story. Do you want to give us a quick overview as to what, what was going on there? Um, sure. Uh, you know, I have a background in sort of doing all sorts of things. I've worked agency side. I've worked at a been the first employee at a couple startups, um, including a tech stars company called Good April. Um, we were a tax planning solution that, and we sold to TurboTax. Uh, worked at TurboTax shortly, and uh, and then left there to sort of help start Tradecraft. So Good April got sold to TurboTax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I understand you do a lot of different types of marketing over over at Tradecraft. You help people learn about the whole full, the full stack, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you gave me a hint as to what we're going to talk about today, and I, just to, just so your listeners know, I take it as it comes, just like you. So um, I, I'm I'm talking to a to a professor extraordinaire right now. I think you're going to tell us about why people suck at content marketing. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll give you my uh, my really opinionated sort of uh, like two cents on the subject. Sure. I think that content is. I mean. No matter what industry you look at, 
there is a type of content that works for them. And so content's becoming really hot, you know, like SEO agencies are now expanding into content marketing agencies, right? And, uh, you know, social media agencies are expanding into content marketing agencies. And so um, the intuitive, and so it's working for people. And so it's always one of these go-to things where it's like, oh, we gotta do content. Okay, cool, how do we do that? Um, let's decide what to write about. Okay. And so we are, uh, we should obviously write about something that's like relevant to our business. Okay, cool. Um, we should hire a writer. Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. And so we're like, writer, um, let's think of like a bunch of things that we could write about. Um, you know, uh, 10 tips that social media can change your life. Um, five ways to blah, 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 and you know, listicles or like maybe you're, you're going for more of the organic search route or something like that. This is the average path or the, yeah, or the default the, path. Yeah, the sort of like default path. You're, you're right. sort of like right off the bat, you're sort of like thinking, what should we write about? Okay. Then you write about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have this thing. And then you're kind of like, shit, what should we do with this? <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, put it on social. Okay. Um, put it on social. Yeah. Uh, we can uh, try and get uh, what... We can have link builders sort of like build links to it. And maybe we'll rank for some search terms. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, why don't we try and send it over there to those people to guest post it to their blog or email it to their readers or something like that. And it, it, I, I guess the equivalent is sort of like that's such a generalist approach mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's kind of short-sighted. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that the two big things that people – aren't doing is they're not designing content for the distribution channel it's intended for and they're not mapping content to the part of the funnel that drives that drives content marketing performance inside the organization and so the first part is sort of like there is content that does well on search there is content that does well on social there is content that should be guest posted to another blog, thought leader's blog. There's content that should be guest posted to TechCrunch or you know more of a like PR focused uh, content marketing, right? Um, and people are like, oh, PR and content marketing, totally separate. And you're like, well, no. There are tons of journalists where if you like build them an infographic, they'll write 200 words about it and publish it on their blog within the hour. Makes, like, makes their life easier. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. You're doing their job for them. They're trying to get a bunch of page views so they can sell advertising. And you're, you're just like, they, some of these people like the Huffington post, they post 10 posts, a, a single writer will post 10 posts a day, a day, a day. Wow. Yeah, totally. And it's like, they're just downward pressure and the death of the like newspaper industry mm -hmm. to sell advertising. And those advertisements aren't worth as much anymore. A full page in the, paper edition of the Wall Street Journal versus an RTB like programmatic like ad for Geico on you know what I mean like whatever like you know uh, those page views are sort of like worth less right um, yeah and so 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 people aren't designing the content for the What's channel the that it's intended for sure. and you're like okay uh, stuff on social you know like uh, you've seen Upworthy you've seen BuzzFeed what they've done is been like let's do content marketing it really they're publishers right but let's do it we'll just call it content marketing right let's do content marketing that does really well on social and that's all we'll do we won't do anything else boom they're super successful right they're like let's build a machine that makes content that does well on social and you can do that 
as a business. You can also choose things that do well on search. You can make things that do well in the, in the PR channel or in the guest posting channel. You can have other people guest post to your blog, right? Mm -hmm. And use content in that way that you don't create, that other people create, right? So that's, that's the first thing. Make content for, built for the distribution channel that you use, mm -hmm. right? Then there's the second part, which is more like in service of the business goal itself. Um, what part of the funnel does the content map to? So if you look at HubSpot, HubSpot's amazing at building, making top of the funnel content, right? They're like 10 ways that social media, blah, blah, blah. And they get like a million visits a month, something like that. Totally, yeah. And, and the people are like, oh my God, I want to learn about social media or, you know, like that type of thing. And you're showing up at their blog, you're learning about social media. And then eventually, you kind of get to this inflection point. Um, I mean, HubSpot is a, an amazing product um, where you're like, I just want more. You know, like I want like to learn. I want the like, if this is the associate's degree, I want a bachelor's, you know, that type of a thing. And, and I think that everyone goes through their educational journey and sort of settles on someone that's, that's sort of at their level right mm -hmm. for them. And so maybe you're like, oh, now we've got HubSpot white papers for the people who want to dig in. But the white papers can't be about, you know, driving social success if they don't offer, if they don't integrate social with their product or something like that, right? They do now. Back in the day, it was more of a CMS, like download a white paper, like infrastructure, like kind of like WordPressy type of a thing. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, the reason that they publish so much 10 ways to blah, blah, blah social media is because it works in the top of the funnel. On the top of the funnel. Yeah. And then in the middle of the funnel, you've got content that's sort of like, um, you know, digging in white papers, still core to their business, right? Mm -hmm. About marketing automation, about how to choose the right vendor for yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom of the funnel, it's sort of like, how to use HubSpot to get successful, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, FAQs, right? Like yeah. FAQs are kind of a part of content marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like Googling around on like, can I get HubSpot to sure. manage my social media? And they're like, it's a Quora post or something yeah. like that. And it's hopefully a Quora post from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and so people, I think, just sort of like generate content regardless of what part of the funnel it comes from. And what you want is to produce content in the ratio of, in, in the ratio of, you know, how, how like, you know, tight this funnel is. Yeah, and so if the conversion rate from the top of the funnel to the middle funnel is 50%, you're making twice as much top of the funnel content. I see, I see. And so the content is the thing, if you want to think about pushing or pulling, that's sort of like, pulling people down the funnel. They come in on the social media post, they download the white paper, mm -hmm. that pulls them to the mid funnel, then they're reading about HubSpot and what it does and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. They've even started using uh, products as content or, you know, product as, as marketing type of a thing where they like build a really easy to use like uh, email app, like Sidekick. I don't know if it's called Sidekick anymore, but like Sidekick, and you're using it, and that's your introduction. It's pulling you down the, to HubSpot, and you're like, hey, you know, Sidekick integrates really well to HubSpot. And so in that way, you could think of it as sort of like product as marketing type of thing. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's sort of like tying it all to the funnel, and that's what people don't do. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you talked about ones. making content built for the particular distribution channel, like mm-hmm. a medium. So then, yeah. how do you choose a medium? Is there a way to potentially choose a medium intelligently before you go out and make all this content? I mean, yes. It depends on what kind of business you are. Right. Okay. So, right? so give me the rundown. Um, so, first of all, if you're a B two B company, mm-hmm. you're gonna always start with sales enablement content. If you're, I'm saying, like, if you're coming in and there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like Nathan. Build us a social, build us a content marketing machine, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, all right, cool. Like sales enablement content will always be the most effective because most likely there are salespeople and if you can empower them to do their job better, you're leveraging like a lot of time and skills in the organization, right? So you're kind of like starting from the bottom of the funnel, building it up. Hopefully they have like SDRs that are doing top of the funnel stuff and, and as you start to build top of the funnel content you can kind of like leverage the SDRs time rather than the closers you know um, but uh, yeah sales enablement content in a b2b sure. situation um, maybe and, viral content in a, b2, in a b2c situation um I, you know or do you shoot for something so ambitious yeah like that? yeah I, I, like viral content I'll, I'll just say content that'll do well in social okay. you know um, or or because if you look at the timelines of the various types of content, um, SEO, you're looking at kind of like six months to start like link building, start ranking. Six months, wait, to be clear, I'm going to get you on record, six months until it'll actually start working. Totally, yeah. Six months. Yeah, gotcha. totally. Gotcha. Um, and I, I mean, on any term that matters, mm-hmm. right? And so um, like, Minimum six months. Interesting. Unless you already have a bunch of domain authority, right? Okay. And then you're just sort of like funneling the domain authority that you have throughout your site to, to put that content on there, right? Like Tint, mm-hmm. for example, like has a decent domain authority. I, I forget what it is. It's but pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it, it's okay. pretty great, yeah. And so when you publish a piece of content, you don't need to like link build and stuff like that. You put it on your on your homepage or on your blog's homepage and the all of the people who have already linked to there drive the authority that makes that thing rank for search mm-hmm. right um, but if you're coming in and there's nothing you're sort of like okay well ROI for social might be there but the amount of investment it takes the minimum investment it takes to sort of like start seeing results is so high that it's not low hanging fruit or if you'd like um, you know like you can't iterate because the because the cycle is so long, mm-hmm. so I usually start actually with um, partnership content and uh, guest posted content to other people's blogs. Guest posted content, other people's blogs, partnership content being what exactly? Mm-hmm. Partnership content being um, like rather than thought leaders, like yeah. bloggers that you're guest posting to, mm-hmm. they're companies' blogs. I see. So I see. content, <laughs> and, and they're thirsty for content, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, to take Good April, for example, um, we came in right off the bat. Um, I'm a former tax professional, H&R Block, as well as a bunch of like boutique agencies and things like that. And I'd like to think that I have a knack for sort of like explaining the complexities of taxes Mm -hmm. to a lay person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are a lot of people in the space who are not good at that, whose customers need that. And we can kind of like be their tax expert on their blog, right? And so there's an organization in um, New York called Freelancers Union. Mm -hmm. And it's just like healthcare and advice for freelancers 
and you pay your monthly dues as a part of the union and you get health care and as a group and you know they give advice for freelancers and stuff like that and so we're like oh what a great fit yeah. we can be the tax pros of the freelancers union and those people can then become good april customers perfect sort of like fit they don't do anything competitive mm -hmm. like we're not going to go blog on the TurboTax blog be like oh yeah come to good april because it's it was possible potentially that eventually we would like sort of like help prepare your taxes or something like that and so or TurboTax would be i'm not saying what we did or what we were or were not going to do but um, <laughs> but uh but you know TurboTax would be afraid of something like that and so we also went to like wave accounting fresh books things like that and sort of like reached out to them and, and not we weren't even pitching them a solid piece of content we were just reaching out to them and saying like hey i know that people who are doing accounting need to do taxes yeah. you know they're like running their small businesses and things like that we would love to be sort of like work with you and provide relevant authoritative tax content for your customers and they go oh my god that's great because i have no freaking idea how to produce that type of content you know um, and so after that, we were on Wave Accounting blog, Freelancers Union blog, and FRET we got acquired while we were talking to FreshBooks about getting on their blog. So that's partnership content. It's just like guest posting, but it's you don't like pitch the content first. You know, you sort of like develop the relationship first. And eventually you could imagine a world where, wink, like <laughs> where we would say, oh, hey, import all your FreshBooks data into Good April or something like that. Ooh, you know, that. like that type of thing. It, the content uh, partnerships lead to product partnerships, mm -hmm. right? Interesting. It's, it's like business development through marketing or something like that, right? Content partnerships lead to business development partnerships. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So if most people suck at content marketing, we've learned it's because you need to make content built for the medium. And you need to make content built for the fun. Yeah, for sure. Make content for the distribution channel it's intended for. And make content and map it to the part of the funnel that you that you want to see performance in, right? And you're going to have your heavy hitters. Like at the bottom of the funnel, there's going to be that one white paper that everyone downloads that like convinces them that HubSpot's a great product or something like that. Through some sort of like clever, it's like you could do this, 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 and this. And here's how to do all that. Or just get HubSpot one click you know and you're just like oh my gosh you know it's similar to like tradecraft like if we I don't say that we teach you anything that you can't learn on the internet you could probably spend two years of your life hunting down all the best resources and I'm like yeah and here's some great ones yeah read these books read watch these videos read these pod listen to these podcasts you know but the side note is it will take you couple years yeah totally to hunt all that down and grind through it yourself right. and and tee up projects that you can work on or you can come to tradecraft and do what you do in two years and in, in three months think of that simple so show show your prospects uh, what it will take to do um, the thing that, that they want to do and then boom give them your product which, which makes it 10 times easier yeah totally excellent Done. yeah wise advice from Graham Hunter as always Graham thanks so much for coming on social studies podcast thanks so much for having me cheers